coming from a Bengali culture is that I know that when a woman speaks up, it's usually seen as something negative. Like it's not normal for a woman to say, to express her opinion. But yeah. I think we have to normalize this. Like, why is it okay for a man to say whatever they want, but it's not okay for a woman? And I think this has to be normalized because at the end it's about, like, especially in a household, it's about gender equality. And the only way you can do that is if you use your voice to make a change. And I think this is why we, every woman needs that. They need that to progress, to empower themselves. And I think this is probably one of the things that they need is that you need public speaking to literally empower yourself and to inspire other women to do the same as well. There's like a deeper meaning behind all of this. Like it's, it's how you were raised, what you were taught, what you were conditioned to believe. This is the Desi Condition. Hi, Blondus. Welcome back to The Desi Condition. I'm your host, Anushri, and I want to talk about talking today. So a lot of people have asked me how I got into podcasting. Why is it audio medium that is my main form of communication? There's a lot of background about that, but something I, I want to go back a little bit. A little known fact about me is I actually didn't start speaking in full sentences until the age of four, which is really, really late, right? And I never would have imagined being able to get up in front of a room of teenagers every day. I'm a high school math teacher and try to make high school math interesting when it's one of the most dreaded subjects. I would never have imagined podcasting as an adult or any form of radio and since I started podcasting, I've gotten a lot of pretty cool opportunities, like sitting on panels on career and mental health, or I'm seeing a couple of events. I've spoken at webinars and seminars on mental health and also been featured in other podcasts, um, which if you're interested in, you can find on tdcpodcast.com slash press. But being able to find my voice and sharpen it a little bit. And I definitely have a ways to go. But being able to even start has opened a lot of really great opportunities for me that I've been very thankful for. And so I want to talk about that. I want to explore that a little bit. So today we're speaking with the president of the Royal Speakeasy Toastmasters Club, Urmi Hussein, to discuss why we should all strive to gain public speaking skills and leadership skills that come with that. And think about the emotional labor and the self-reflection process that that process undertakes. So Urmi, hi, how are you doing? I'm very good, and you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do? Where are you? And <laughs> anything else that's fun to know about you? Of course. So my name is Urmi. I am a, an employee in the financial services industry. Uh, I come from an educational background of finance. I work for a, for a bank in Montreal. This is where I live. And I am originally from Italy slash Bangladesh. I tell people that I am Italian by birth and Canadian, and, sorry, Bengali by blood and Canadian by law. And I <laughs> did my studies in Montreal, my university studies in Montreal, but I did the rest of the the rest of my education back at home in Italy. 
And like you mentioned, I am the president of the Royal Speakeasy Club. I am part of this Toastmaster Club for about three years. I practice my public speaking skills. I love it. And practicing my public speaking skills is one of my hobbies, along with practicing Muay Thai, writing on my blog, and also uh, creating content on YouTube. So tell me, how did you get into public speaking? Why did that occur to you as something that this is what I need to do? So basically, it all started when I was um, in university and it was in 2015. So what happened is I attended this workshop and they were talking about public speaking, communication skills, and then this name Toastmaster came across. So I was like, you know what, let me just look into it. I need to have some extra curriculum activities. So then I attended one of those uh, meetings that, uh, that they had. And I, I was like, you know what, I don't... I think I would like to join this club. It would probably look good on my resume, but I didn't have a purpose. So then what happened is I joined the club for about eight months. And then I remember like giving speeches, but I also remember not getting anything out of it because I felt like everything I was doing had not an actual purpose. And I was just speaking, giving like speeches in front of people and just that's it. Like I was just giving that and I was doing nothing else. And then in 2019, I was like, you know what? I think I want to go back to Toastmasters because previously in 2015, I only attended those meetings for for eight months. And then in 2019, I was like, you know what? I want to go back to it. And I think what triggered the interest was because I used to watch a lot of TED Talks and I used to watch a lot of speeches uh, given by women. So I got really much inspired by them. And I was like, you know what? I also want to be able to give a speech. So for me to give a speech, I should go back to Toastmasters. So in 2019, I joined the club that I am part of. It's been three years that I'm there. And I'm basically um, an actual member. And then we have an executive team we, with people that are supposed to be running the meetings, like the people who are behind the scenes. So someone came up to me and it was like, oh, do you want to become the VP of education? And I was like, you know what? Why not? I'm going to see what this will bring me and I was the VP of education for two years and it just made me realize how much of leadership skills I gained and and then I think because of my leadership skills uh, later on someone else came up to me and was like oh you know what I think you could be the president of the club so now I do like a little bit of oversight while also being active an active member where I give speeches and stuff like that so it basically just started like that my whole journey with Toastmasters and so far has been really great. So what does Toastmasters really aim to do? And less obvious of an answer as, you know, helping you become a public speaker, but actually what goes on behind the scenes? Okay, so basically uh, the Toastmaster Club was... Um it was founded many, many years ago. It was founded in California by Ralph Smedley. He's the founder of this club. And basically the whole intent, the whole purpose was was just to practice your public speaking skills. Then later on, as it was becoming more and more successful, more and more clubs were founded. So every country has um, a club where people can go and practice their public speaking skills. But what people do not know is that it is that there is this misconception that people think it's just for public speaking, but it's not because you get to work on different other skills such as leadership, active, um, uh, active listening and stuff like that. So, for instance, uh, when you are part of the Toastmaster Club and when you are part of the executive team, some of the things that you can do is work on your leadership skills. So you work on your leadership skills. If you 
are, for instance, the VP of uh, education, you get to work on your organizational skills because you have to like create an agenda and you have to like coordinate with people if they want to give speeches. You get to work on your English because there is a role called the grammarian and basically this person will introduce a new word at each meeting and that is supposed to enrich your vocabulary. You get to work on your active listening skills because every member is supposed to listen to the speech and give constructive feedback. So you are actively like working on your listening skills. Uh, you work on your critical thinking skills because we have an evaluation portion. So again, you have to like be analytical, be able to analyze what what went well, what did not go well, and how we can give points of improvement. So it's like a basket of skills that you can develop, and it's not just public speaking. It's basically all the um, all the skills that are associated with public speaking and leadership. And I think like one of the biggest uh, skills that you're gonna learn at Toastmaster is leadership and this is the, also their motto which is Toastmaster where leaders are made and basically they just create leaders um, that in the world and you can use these skills not just um, at Toastmaster but you can use them in your workplace and this is where I feel like it just helped me the most Toastmaster it just helped me so much in this and I would say one last thing that they Toastmaster helps you with is practice seeing your impromptu speeches so one of the um, one of the things that I felt like it was so beneficial for me is um, the fact that when I go let's say for interviews work interviews often you you don't have the chance to prepare for like what the person would be asking you like you just have to be able to give a proper answer on the spot and I feel like Toastmaster has helped me to also tackle that being able to answer interview questions so it sounds like there's some element where they do confidence building. I know that English isn't your first language, right? It's probably what, your third language? Yeah, it is. And so you're doing all of this in English. Can you talk about your journey a little bit and also bring in the component of confidence that you've been able to embellish more because of these skills? Uh, so basically, so talking about the language, you're right. English is not my first language. It's, it's my third. And I did take like English classes when I was in Italy. I used to do some presentation in English as well. But because of the major that I come from, which is business slash finance, we need to be able to give presentation, proper presentation. And so when I was like in, in university, I remember giving speeches and and being like, crap like I was so I was so not good at giving speeches like I was nervous I didn't know how to like use body language and stuff like that and and I think Toastmaster really helped me with that like really helped me to be more articulate this is where I feel like it has been so beneficial like I'm much more articulate and I know how to like build or give a speech which is more concise but also very like that have a structure that has a content and that has a structure and I think um, it did help me to build a lot of confidence. And I don't think I was very much aware of that. Uh, I think the fact that I just kept going to those meetings, even though I knew that I was not good, even though I knew that I was not able to give a proper speech. But I think what helps, helped me the most is the fact that the people around me 
are and especially like in every Toastmaster club is that everyone will be there to support you it's a non-judgmental place and sometimes it feels like you are around the family because they're there to support you to encouraging you and to make sure that you're getting um, the best out of it so I feel like um, it really did help me to build a lot of confidence because now when I let's say I'm invited to like um give a podcast interview I know that I'm like not as nervous as I used to be and actually the fact that I kept going to this meeting kept practicing from for for this for the speeches I feel like it just really helped me it just I just have this drive where I feel like you know what I just feel so much better every time I'm giving a speech so I feel like it's just adding and it just adds to my uh, confidence and now when it comes to let's say speaking up or let's say if I'm not happy with something let's say in my workplace I have the confidence to actually um, raise the concern so I feel like it really did build my confidence my self-esteem it really helped me to also add a little bit of credibility and I think this is one of the things that every woman needs because if you want to progress um our voice is pretty much the only weapon that we have to progress to empower and to inspire and to make a change I want to come back to that point in a second. You say that before with public speaking, you were kind of more shy about it or were maybe were not as articulate before. There are some people who, when you put them in front of the crowd or you put them in some kind of public speaking position, like they shine and in other aspects of their life, they're maybe more shy in real life. What can they stand to gain from taking on public speaking and leadership skills? I think when you, I think this is the thing is that when you, attend a public speaking club, it helps you to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. I think this is the main like key takeaway from from like attending these clubs because it's like you said, like there are some people who are very shy in their like normal life. They're very reserved, they're very introvert, but then they shine the moment they're speaking. And I think uh it's it's just having that willpower and that determination of like keep attending those meetings. So uh because you keep going to those meetings, because you keep practicing, you see like a shift in the personality of the person. And believe it or not, I did meet uh, people like that where you would think they are probably not good when they speak because they tend to be really shy. But the moment you see them speaking in front of the, of the club, you see this magic, uh, this shift that has Toast, the Toastmaster has created on them. And I've seen it a lot, like their voice you can see it in their voice. They're like much more uh, loud. They're much more articulate. They know how to like be on a stage. They know how to present in front of the stage. And you completely see this this uh, shift. And I think it's because Toastmaster is always challenging you. It's always challenging you with different projects. So one thing is, is that people do not know is that a Toastmaster is not that you just come and you just randomly give speeches. It's There are basically uh, pathways. So you have to choose a path way and inside each pathway there are a series of uh, speeches that you have to give so they tell you how you have to give the speech and they tell you like this is what you have to achieve this is your goal this is the objective of the speech and in that sense it really helps you to really understand what you're working on and the more you do those things the more you start to realize like okay this is like really shaping my personality and this is helping me to become much more confident so I've seen people that came to Toastmaster first of all they were not they were not good at public speaking but after like being part of this club for many years after challenging themselves after completing all this project uh, they have 
excelled and they have also participated in competition. We have speech competition at Toastmasters where you can also get to um, go and compete at an international level. And this is like known worldwide and you get to win prizes, you get recognition from it. And so I think it all adds up and it just adds so much to your credibility. It adds so much to your confidence and it just makes you a much better speaker. And I imagine that these skills also transfer to your personal life outside of, you know, just public speaking. How has it affected you and in your interpersonal relationships, if you don't mind sharing that? Yeah, so for me, um, it's so funny, just study with some interviews on YouTube. So I, I remember like I had a few friends asking me, oh, do you want to come uh, on my YouTube channel? I want to sp- speak about this and stuff like that. And so um, I was like, you know what, let's do it. It's going to be my first time. I don't know how it's going to be, but I think I'm ready for this because I think Toastmaster has, um, I want to say, trained me enough to be able to like present myself and without being prepared for like impromptu speeches. So for me, it all started with an interview on YouTube. And that's how I realized that how much I actually loved uh, being interviewed by people. And then from there, I started to realize that it just opened tons of doors. Uh, So for instance, it has helped me to be able to get uh, as a guest in podcasts. So I've been doing a lot of podcast interviews since the beginning of this year. And I think I did like at least one or two every week since January. And I think it's because I ha- I know how to present myself uh, that has really helped me to open a lot of doors. So that has been one aspect that it has helped me a lot. The second one was during interviews, actual job interviews. And sometimes that you you can think about the question they might ask you, but sometimes you do not know. They they, they catch you like uh like you you do they, they like you do not know what they might ask you. And so when sometimes they would ask me a question, I was I was like totally going like blank. I feel like Toastmaster helped me in a way to be able to answer those questions without looking too nervous and still looking very like confident. You know, they say like fake it until you make it. I think Toastmaster has helped me in that uh, because I would go to the interviews without any clue of what they, they would ask me. But I was I managed to answer questions because Toastmaster helped me to do that with impromptu speeches. And then uh, the third uh, the third way that it has helped me is that I once met this girl and I did a podcast interview with her and she was like, oh, you know what? I really like the way you talk and you the way you present. Do you want to come and give a, um, and give a presentation uh, to for my organization? And she lives in the UK. And so she's, I was like, you know what? Why not? I want to see where this will lead me. And... The last one, the last one was that um, actually I had two organizations that I volunteered for who asked me to give a workshop. And so I think it just helped me like in so many different aspects of my life where people just want to, people want to invite me as a guest speaker to talk about different topics. So it really did open a lot of doors. To me, it sounds like there's this whole journey of building fearlessness and reflecting on yourself. And I see it a lot. You hear it all over the place, right? When people are like, oh, I hate presenting or, you know, people in school who hate presenting projects and, and things like that. Um, and it, it, I think 
if I could tell my kids, because I'm a teacher, if I could convince them that as long as they feel confident enough to talk about it, that they'll be fine and people will listen to them. People want to listen to you. It's important that people understand that they have something to say. All you really need to do is figure out how to have the confidence to articulate it. Confidence is like the gateway to articulation and other things that you're afraid of, right? Like you've talked about other opportunities that you've gotten because of opening up that gateway of the fearlessness and the confidence. Yeah. And, and I think it makes you like, not just confident and fearless, but also very like bold. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, and I think this is how it has helped me. Like I'm less scared of speaking up and raising concerns, especially in my workplace. I think this is where I feel like I've used it the most. And it's true. It's like you said, like, Everyone is scared of speaking up. Everyone is scared of giving speeches. It's probably one of the one of the biggest fear that everyone has. And to be honest, so am so do I. Like I'm so mm-hmm. scared of public speaking. I used to be so scared. I'm not saying I'm not, because it still makes me really nervous. But I think you have to follow that fear. And you you can only grow if you follow that fear and if you embrace right. that fear. And once you do that, you start to realize that you do have a talent inside of you. I think everyone has always a story to share, but you have to know how to um, share this story. And I think you can only know it if you know how to like present yourself and you know, and you know how to speak in front of a person and I think everyone should have these skills honestly because it's a skill that you can use in every moment of your life whether it's at home yeah. whether it's in a relationship uh, whether it's a workplace like you said you're a teacher you do need to have public speaking skills to be a teacher you know like you need to know how to uh, explain a concept in a like simplified manner and stuff like that so you do need it in every aspect of your life it's just about embracing it and just being okay of, of like being comfortable with uncomfortable basically So I've never done any kind of speech club or Toastmasters session or anything like that. But somehow in my process of being more comfortable with public speaking and and understanding that I do have something to say and that, wow, surprisingly, actually people are listening. (laughs) um, I've realized that it's very it's become a very important skill for me personally because I'm able to advocate for myself. And so I want to talk about that a little bit. We're both Bengali. I think it's really important for people that come from a culture that has a lot of double standards, like, you know, <laughs> Bengali culture does have a lot of double standards, unfortunately. Um, I think it's important for us to be able to speak out for ourselves. So can you talk a little bit about why it's so important for people from our culture or and, and especially women to be able to uh, gain public speaking skills, even if it's not something that they're doing in their public, even if they're not using it in their actual professions, like I might as in in teaching or something like that. So I, you're right. Uh, We do come from a culture where there's a lot of double standards and it's almost not permitted for a woman to speak or to raise concerns. I, I remember growing up that it was not okay for me to speak up and I think sometimes I regret I didn't do that but I think in general as a woman we need that to progress and to empower ourselves and I think if you want to like make actions if you want to make in your life we do need public speaking skills because as I mentioned before at the end of the day 
our voice is the biggest weapon. Like if you wanna, if you wanna inspire people, if you wanna make a change, if you wanna progress, if you want to empower, you can you can only use your voice. And I've seen this all around me. Like I am part of different organization where we have a lot of Bengali women, and basically all the people there they just advocate for themselves using. Uh, social media by using their voice, giving speeches, going to seminars, going going to workshop, and I think we need that if we wanna like express ourselves. If we do not like something, and I think as a woman, it just adds so much credibility. And I know that coming from a Bengali culture is that I know that when a woman speaks up, it's usually seen as something negative. Like it's not normal for a woman to say to express her opinion. But yeah. I think we have to normalize this. Like, why is it okay for a man to say whatever they want, but it's not okay for a woman? And I think this has to be normalized because at the end it's about, like, especially in a household, it's about gender equality. And the only way you can do that is if you use your voice to make a change. And I think this is why we every woman needs that. They need that to progress, to empower themselves. And I think this is probably this is probably one of the things that they need is that you need public speaking to literally empower yourself and to inspire other women to do the same as well. Yeah. A little tangentially related that you mentioned, it's kind of looked down on when women speak out for themselves in Bengali culture. Uh, What I've noticed is that women are also not allowed to get angry, which is so frustrating, right? It's such a normal emotion to feel. So it it just kind of reminds me of that. And I think that that also has to do with um, this whole concept of advocating for yourself and speaking out, right? Mm -hmm. What's like the first step for someone who feels like they don't really have a voice in their household? What's the first step to feel like, okay, I'm ready to speak out for myself? You know what? I'm going to tell you a little bit from my own experience. And I think um, my... With me, it was never like, like it was not that, okay, next day I'm going to wake up and be like, okay, I'm going to speak up if I'm not happy. It was. Right. Because it's not, it's never that easy. It's never that easy. It's a process. It's a process. Honestly, it's a process. It's a work in progress. And it just happens with little steps that you do in your life. So for instance, I think in a way Toastmaster really did help me because I think it just helped me to find a voice that I didn't think I had. And I think uh, the fact that I've been doing little things in my life to um, to follow my passion, they just have empowered me. And I think this is how I was able to find a voice even in my household. And so for, for instance, little things like, you know, having my own blog where I share my thoughts, where I share like stuff has been one step. The fact that I go to podcast shows has been a second step. And I think it's just exploring yourself and finding what's right for you. And I think through those little actions, you start to find a little bit of confidence and start, start to realize that there is a voice within you that you can use in every aspect of your life. So to answer your question is not... Something that, okay, Nick, tomorrow I will know like that I have to do this. You have to really just work on yourself. And you have to, I would say, find yourself first, who you are, your identity. And then if you're not happy with some things, start little. Like if you're not happy with certain things, then just raise them. You know, it doesn't have to be something 
something big so for instance like you know um you don't want to go out with some someone or you don't want to go to an event just start by saying no if it's not if it's not aligned with your purpose if it's not aligned with your values and it has to start like that it has to start with little action and that's how i feel like it has helped me and this is how i like use my voice yeah, it's a strong sense of self is mm-hmm. where this starts. Yeah. And and you mentioned, I don't know if you meant for me to interpret it this way, but you mentioned a couple of other mediums of expression. Like you talked about blogging, you talked about social media, uh, which are more written versions of expression, right? I think that these public speaking skills spill into writing and other forms of expression, Do you feel like anything that you've done at Toastmasters has helped you express yourself in different ways? And do you feel like that's a good first step for someone who doesn't really feel that they have the voice? Yes. And you know why? Because as I was mentioning, you know how we have pathways and the thing is within the pathway, they tell you as well um, how to write a blog, for instance, or how to do a podcast shows. So they help you to express yourself through other means, which is not necessarily through your voice or by just giving a speech, but also using other forms of communication to, um, to express yourself. So I think unconsciously, it really helped me to... Um, to really develop other skills such as writing and also like listening skills and also like being able to answer questions on YouTube and stuff like that. So unconsciously is it has helped me to express myself in different with different tools, with different social media tools like blogging, YouTube, podcasts. And yes, I do think it really does help you with that because there are projects built especially for you to build uh, those type of skills and most importantly what people are not aware of is that those masters help you to build your personal brand it really does and I think it really did help me to like realize that I did have a brand like the fact that I do so many things in my life I'm able to like share them to the world and I don't I didn't realize it but I did build a brand which is my own brand Mm -hmm. and now like with the fact that I have written a book and with the fact that you know I've been going to so many podcast shows with the fact that I'm invited to so many YouTube videos now people can see who I am and what I am standing for and what I'm advocating for so Toastmaster indirectly really did help me with that as well personal brand I love that okay what is a personal brand for me, uh, if you ask me what personal branding is, is just telling the world who you are and what you want to advocate for. So there is this um, there is this quotation by Gandhi, which is called "Be the change you want to see in the world," and I think that has been what has that is what has helped me to build my brand, basically to just advocate for the things I want to see in this world. And one of them has been women's empowerment. And so, for instance, I do a lot of volunteering activities where I support this cause. And and I would say, like, this is how I build my personal brand. And I didn't realize it, but I do the same with, you know, with the podcast shows. I always talk about um, in women's empowerment. And even with my blog, I do the same. So for me, personal branding is just... Tell the world who you are and how you want to advocate to make those changes in the world. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. So we've talked about personal branding in terms of what do we care about? What do we do outwardly? What are those actions? Yeah. And we talked about uh, self-confidence and those things go very much hand in hand. And we talked about expression. So it's kind of like confidence and expression blended together with, um, or maybe to make the personal brand. Yeah. It's, it's, coming together in a way where it's becoming very easy to see why public speaking isn't just about public speaking, right? It's not just about getting up and talking in front of people in an eloquent way because we can learn as many big words as we want to. We can practice speeches. We can write them out beforehand, but it's just not the same thing as learning to really just believe in what you're trying to say and really believing in the message you're communicating, even if that's not going to be in a spoken or an audio way, even if it's just through writing or through art. I think that public speaking is just another form of art, really, you know, that requires a special type of confidence and a high sense of self or and a high understanding of this self. And I think that differentiates it a little bit from something like writing, where you can make a lot of mistakes when you're writing, it's okay. The end product is, that's what people are going to see, right? That's not the case for public speaking. Everything is on the spot. So gotta be got to be quick with those wits. So it is special. It's different. Yeah, I do agree with you. And... <sighs> And it makes you, this is how I think about public speaking is that it's like you said, it's an art. And it's also, it's an art because it makes you very creative in a sense. And I think every mm-hmm. speaker, for instance, is, is a writer. This is how I think, like everyone that I have met so far, every speaker has been a writer. And I think it's because they have used their creativity and the things they have learned through public speaking to be able to write it in another form, in another, in another form of communication. And I think it's also an art because sometimes when you give a speech, you also have to be really, really creative. You know, there are there are speeches that are very emotional. There are speeches that are a little bit funnier. Uh, there are speeches that are educational. So it makes you very creative and it makes you also very open-minded because it helps you to think a little bit outside of the box. Um, it's not always about telling your own story but it's also about creating a story you know if you want to let's say sell a product you need that but you need to know how to like engage and how to like hook people to the actual product that you're selling so you get to develop all these things uh, all these skills such as creativity and user imagination too because sometimes when you're giving a speech you don't have to tell the truth you can just make it up but <laughs> you can sound very credible and and you can sound like you're very honest with whatever you're saying if you do have that skill and art to to say um, to say something in a way that you know people will believe you. So it's really about art, imagination, creativity, and really helps you to think outside of the box. I think. Yeah, and I think it helps you think on your feet. For sure, for sure. Quick on your feet. For sure. Yes. Yeah. What would you advise for someone who wants to get more into this? One of those types of self-expression that we just talked about that requires that confidence, what would you say is the first step that they would need to take? The first step is the belief that you can do it. And I think one way I do that is with journaling. And I do write that, that, you know what, I do have the the necessary skills to do it. Because I think at the end, you know, 
I think everyone has a talent. It's just about cultivating it. And it has to start with the belief that you can do it. As long as you have, I think, as long as you have the belief, 80% of the job is, is done. And the rest is about doing it or just showing up. And everything that we do in life, it's a progress. It's a process. It's not like we're not supposed to complete something by one day. It's some, some things takes five years, some other things takes uh, 10 years but it takes a lot of patience it's and it's about taking baby steps and the first step is just believing in yourself and then just showing up so for instance with public speaking the way i did it it was just literally by showing up even though i was not prepared even though um I didn't know what I was going to do, even though I was afraid of speaking in front of people, even though I was afraid of people's judgment, even though I know I was making myself a fool when I was going to speak without without knowing what I was doing. At the end of the day, it's just about showing up, I think. you, As long as you, as you show up, this is how you start building that particular skill in your life. Yeah, you mentioned little things when I asked sort of this question, but a little kind of a different version of this question that I that I just asked you. You mentioned little things, and you just said baby steps. Um, I agree with you. You just have to show up is kind of automatically going to put you more towards the mindset that you need to be. Yes, and you know also what else helps as well. I think like. You know, if you want to become, let's say, a blogger, if you want to, let's say, become a speaker, having vision boards help a lot. It's because you are manifesting that and it really helps you. Like if, let's say, you have a vision board and you write down, like, this is what I want to become in a couple of years, like you start manifesting that. And it's just through manifestation that you are able to, like, achieve those goals. So writing it down, um, using, using vision board or just you know, um, drawing what you want to achieve, it, it helps you like to envision yourself in the future. And then you start to take like unconsciously those baby steps, I would say. So I think what I'm hearing on my end and as, as I'm reflecting on my own journey is different methods of articulating. Try as many different methods of articulating as you can, which puts a lot of things into perspective for me because yes, I've done journaling. Yes, I've done quick sketching. I've done like bulleting or you know whatever it is I'm doing right um even just vocalizing leaving myself little voice notes of like a random thought I have that I want to revisit later all these things all these little baby steps is that's going to help you articulate because you need an organized mind right the best public speakers are the ones that have an organized mind that's like 90% of the struggle right you just have to organize and and then be able once you're organized you can articulate your your thoughts so that's really interesting. Okay. So I, I like that we've been able to figure out the the steps and like put into little categories. What are the things that people need to do in order to become more confident in their public speaking skills? And the, the last thing I want to say is that there are so many public speakers in the world. If they can do it, why not you? Exactly. And it's all about, you know, like if you ever want to achieve a goal, you can do it no matter what. Like you don't have to procrastinate. It's not about making excuses. At the end, I think it's just making sure that you are you have the willpower and that you're determined enough to succeed. And and like you said, you know, 
in the world there are a lot of speakers but the speakers that we see are belong to that one percent of the world that really wanted to go forward with this and i'm telling you this by experience because especially for because like you said there are so many speakers uh, and there are so many clubs in the world but you can see that not everyone is like interested like there are people that start their journey but then they stop because you know they make excuses and they're not mm. motivated and i think at the end if you really want to succeed if you want to become a good leader if you want to become a good speaker it's really about like full like it's really about going at the end of this goal and it's all about really just being committed and being persistent and being um tenacious you know and this is how i feel i feel like this is how toastmaster empowered me because the the club that i am i belong to we're a very small team and it's always the same people there but i know that even though we're small people, we're a small group of people, the people that are there, they just empower me. And I know that we are there to like make a difference in our life because we want to become better people. But we also know that we want to become better people by spreading um, our message to the world. And this is why I feel like I, I want to give a TED Talk. And this is how I feel like Toastmaster will help me to give the TED Talk. It's only if I, I am there belonging to that 1% of the world who wants to make a change. And I think Toastmaster really shapes you um, in that perspective. And it just literally uplifts you and empowers you, basically. Yeah. And I would also say that persistence really is key. I make a lot of references to teaching because it's my whole life and I'm obsessed with my job. But it's like what I tell the kids when when you learn something the first time, it's going to be so messy. The first many times you try public speaking is going to be very messy. The first many times you try a math subject, right, a new topic, it's going to be very messy. That's why we do things like homework. That's why we do classwork. But it's like the type of thing that I always tell them with math, like... You can't do it until you get it right. You have to do it until you can't get it wrong. And that's how I feel about speaking. Like you have to do it until you, it, articulation, it comes so naturally to you that you can't mess it up. Yeah, it's about practice at the end. It's right. literally practice. Like you practice in math, you have to practice with public speaking. And and this is what one thing that they keep emphasizing, you know, whether you go to Toastmaster or any public speaking club, they will emphasize like practice makes you better at the end of the day. You know, whether you want to become the best swimmer in the world, you want to be the best runner in the world, you want to be the best teacher in the world, you have to practice until you master, until you become natural and spontaneous in whatever you do. And that's really all about it I think at the end yeah so public speaking is not so scary and not so different from no. any other skill that you want not at all not at <laughs> all and I think I honestly think um, I don't know for me I fell in love with it like I never thought that I wanted to give it a TED talk but I did fall in love with it, even though I was very scared, I was very nervous and still I am. But I think the fact that the moment I speak and I finish this this speech, I just realized that, you know what, I feel good about, about whatever I just did. It makes you a little bit more confident than before you went to the to the stage. And I think having a good circle, circle of people that supports you really, really helps. And this is what Toastmaster has been doing for me. That's amazing. So I don't have any more questions for you on this, but I wanted to see if there's anything I haven't asked you or that we haven't talked about yet that you would like to say. I I do want to tell like your audience is that if you do have a goal, um, 
it's not meant to be something linear, you know, like achieving a goal. It's, it's, it can be tough. It can be, I think, rocky in a sense, but I think at the end of the day, you just need to focus. And as long as you're persistent and I want to say very determined, you will achieve whatever you want to achieve in your life. Uh, whether you want to get a promotion at work, whether you want to I don't know, get a certification in a particular field, whether you want to become a better speaker. At the end of the day, it's all about determination and a lot of, a lot of self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. So what else is new and exciting in the world of or me? <laughs> Anything we can look forward to from you? I do want to give a TED talk. Uh, and I keep every podcast I go, I mention it because this is how I'm going to manifest it. I know this is how I'm going to manifest it. I love it. Uh, I what is it going to be about? I do want to talk about a little bit about my cultural identity and how I struggled a little bit to find that. Because uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of, this, of, the, of the podcast, um, I am Italian by birth and Bengali by blood, but I did go through a lot of struggle. And I'm pretty sure you can understand me because we are both Bengali. And like you mentioned, there are a lot yeah. of double standards. Um, and you and have I a re- third mix in there too. You're also Canadian now. There you go. And I'm also Canadian. Yeah, it's a lot to deal with. Exactly. And I think um, after being on social media, I realized that there are there is a sisterhood of of a community like there are different women out there that went through my same struggle and I do want to share it to the world and I've been trying to build that confidence like little by little because you know that there is this, that fear of what will people say but I think the more I practice public speaking the more confident I will become so TED Talk is one of the things I want to do um, eventually and I'm hoping to do it sometime before I turn 35 <laughs> as I do have a couple of years to go and I do want to become an excellent public speaker being able to give um, speech competition that's another thing that I've been wanting to do um, and then in my personal life I also want to like be able to create some finance courses and t- and sell them and um, I do want to publish my second book as well because I think my life in Canada has also had a lot of impact in the way I become me and the people that I've been around with really help me with that so I do want to share a lot about uh, that in my second book which I want to write and um, and just and also I want to create an Italian course uh, because I want people to learn Italian so (laughs) (laughs) yes I love that I was learning Italian for a while um, and then I kind of fell off and then the Duolingo bird got really mad at me so oh. then I have to delete Duolingo because I felt bad for the bird. <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> nobody cares about the struggle. <laughs> My point is that sounds very cool. Um, you have a very soothing voice. I could listen to you talk all day. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're not the first one to say this. I take it <laughs> as a very good compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for uh-huh. sure. Um, so listen, where can we find you? So... I am on LinkedIn and people can just type my name. It's Urmi Hossain. I have a YouTube channel. It's called Urmi Hossain as well. Um, I have my blog. It's called myways.ca. And I also have an Instagram account that people can follow. And if you if they want to chat with me, if they want to follow me, it's called Urma Mio. So uh, that's where people can find me. And I have my book on Amazon. It's called Discovering Your Identity. 
Okay. I will link all of those things in the description of this episode so people can find them easily. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. That is the end of our episode, Bondus. We hope you enjoyed this, and thank you so much for joining us on this journey. If you'd like to reach out to us, we can be found on Instagram and Facebook at The Daisy Condition and on Twitter at TDC Podcast underscore. You can also email us at thedaisycondition at gmail.com or visit our two websites, tdcpodcast.com and, of course, our Daisy Creatives directory at daisycollaborative.co. Stay safe, stay warm, make good choices, and we'll talk to you next time.